architecture, dance, architecture, architecture, dance, architecture, dance, architecture, architecture, dance, dance, architecture, dance, architecture, dance. Welcome back to another episode of a podcast no one's listening to called Architecture Dance. Uh, Today I'm going to be reading an article I wrote about an awesome band I found out about, which I'm pretty sure is mostly one guy called Meryl Streak. My brother told me about him and then I looked up some articles about him because I kept listening to this song and then my brother posted about him on Twitter and uh, he retweeted it and then he followed me. So, hey, if for some reason you're listening to my podcast, how's it going, Meryl Streak? Um, but I've legitimately been listening to his song, Death to the Landlord, over and over again looking forward to his album coming out on november 4th on Venn records pre-orders available now i already got my copy and now i'm gonna just read the article i wrote about it if you want to read along you can go to architecturedance.substack.com follow at architect dance on twitter Or if you want, you can just Venmo me at Will-Hagel. Just for no reason, just send me money. But here's the article. Let's dance. The other day, my brother sent me two texts. First, a Spotify link, then Ever heard this dude? <laughs> That's my impression of my brother. Ever heard this dude? It doesn't sound what it, anything like he sounds like, and it didn't sound like anything because I was actually reading my own head because I was reading the text. Um, doesn't say this in the article, but this is a little bonus content you get on the podcast. The other day, my brother sent me two texts. First, a Spotify link. Then, ever heard this dude? Came up on my release radar today great song so many music recommendations some regrettable some eternal classics have come this way via digital communication from my eight years older brother like when he told me through AIM I say AIM not AIM that he'd been listening to the All-American Rejects and Brand New in 2002 around when those bands released their first albums and yeah I said some regrettable some eternal classics You can decide which is which there. The message arrived on my family's desktop computer instantly. A brief one sentence letter home to Champaign from Ann Arbor where my brother had left for college and taken his zipper CD case with him. Now I can jump into his digital CD zipper case whenever I want without fear of being pummeled for stealing his favorite discs. Side note, he never actually pummeled me but If you have an eight years older brother, eight years older brother, 
there was always that risk and he had friends who choke slammed me on multiple occasions but his release radar has been fine-tuned through his particular algorithm which if we had to compare would probably have similar dna to my own technology has changed the process but not the outcome the other day a computer presented a song to my brother who listened enjoyed and suggested ignoring the many flaws algorithms have algorithms have on several occasions delivered humans the musical content they didn't know they wanted to hear but they have yet to replace the heightened relevance of one human who knows another human's music taste at a deeper level than any data points can reveal recommending a song or band a human asking me via pocket computer ever heard this dude is somehow preferable to an algorithm shoving said dude into my ear even if that's how it came to the other human in the first place i click the link press play a thick driving bass line started up then heavy drums a steady beat chugging along With my only reference being Meryl Streak's Spotify profile, pale face, near translucent eyes peeking under a knit cap, I had no idea what the lyrics would sound like. The song artwork, in which the artist's eyes are again the only feature visible beneath a knit cap and a hoodie jacket, gave off vibes of slow tie or wiki. The music isn't quite a hip hop beat, but I wouldn't be surprised to learn Kenny Beats produced it like he did Idol's 2021 album, Crawler. The production was rich and crisp, shiny and polished, almost pleasant. The drums were digitized or quantized, or because I learned later that Streak is a drummer, maybe they were just technically precise, but there were snare claps doused in tightly controlled reverb. I expected someone to either rap in a snarly voice or sing in some sort of new wave or indie new wave influenced style. Instead, I heard this. You've lied so much your teeth have become rotten. Yellow and stained from all the shit you've been talking. And it's left to us to pick up the pieces with smiles on our faces. Meryl Streak spends the remainder of the song spewing straightforward lyrics in an angry Irish growl directed at the politicians responsible for ignoring the country's growing housing crisis. I texted my brother. Never heard of him, but this is awesome. Then a quick follow-up. Was wondering what the voice was going to be like, and it surprised me, but in a good way. Then, a few minutes later, as the song was progressing into its dancey rhythm, with synthesized strings leading a light melody that contrasts with the singer's fury. I texted again. This is awesome. Then, another follow-up. I already said that, haha, but it's great. My brother responded. Yeah, it's so weird, but as he said, awesome. I wrote back, in all caps. Death to the landlord! Good riddance to ya! Say no to wanker landlords running the country. Say no to paying someone else's mortgage your whole life. Say no to living in a tent and being happy with it. Say no to having to pay yourself with a debt to keep on top of your mental health and stability. Just say no. 
Death to the Landlord represents an unironic, not detached sort of anger missing from most contemporary music that purports to have a subversive political edge. When an issue is as serious as common working people not being able to afford rent in a city and country whose politicians fail to act in their service, which is as relevant in the US and across the world as it is in Ireland, someone needs to outright speak up against it. Even if emotionally charged music like this will never convince the recipient of the outrage to change their misguided thinking, at least it allows the like-minded listeners a welcome respite of catharsis. It reminds me of the way groups like Leftover Crack or, on the poppier side, Anti-Flag, would structure their songs. Writing about societal injustice or issues from a denser, more poetic perspective, like, for lack of a better example, Kendrick Lamar, has its place and value. In many instances, it's better. Blunt political lyricism too often risks a perceived devaluation of quality or detracts from the surrounding musical accompaniment. But as society fractures further, we need voices like streaks, voices which aren't afraid to lay bare in concise terms what they're thinking, whether or not the masses are already thinking this. In a quote given to DustyOrgan.com for a post discussing the band's single False Apologies, which takes similar aim at the Catholic Church. Merrill Streak mentioned that he's intentionally trying to carry on a long-standing tradition of politically motivated music that speaks straightforwardly about issues. In that article, he says, and I'll use my brother's text voice for this, because I'm not gonna do an Irish accent. This album is for anyone that has been affected by the Catholic Church's crimes and those that feel that the government not only mistreated them, but took away their voice along with it. I've always been drawn to bands that say what they think loudly and clearly. I grew up hearing A House, Guernica, and Sack speaking their minds, the punk movement too. I'm coming from the same place, but with melodies and pop music, so hopefully people will stop and listen to what I've got to say. This quote nails the effectiveness of a song like Death to the Landlord. Streak's persona and voice are as angry as any punk frontman but the music behind him is shiny enough to evade obvious genre identifiers and clean enough to appeal to those with poppier sensibilities. It's impossible not to stop and listen to what he's saying when he says it in the way that he does over that kind of music. Meryl Streak's music is not a puzzle, or if it is, it's already put together, and the resulting image is almost recognizable, just not quite right, like maybe there's a piece missing or added that's throwing everything off or somehow making it better than whatever you expected. The video for Death to the Landlord is somehow exactly what I expected. Meryl Streak walks through the gray city smoking a cigarette, hoodie pulled over a hat like in all the album imagery. He stops at a pub to rip off the hood and scream at the skeptical bartender pouring pint after pint of Guinness. His eyes are intense. The singer converts the bartender by the end, and both of them dance in a chaotic rage. Further googling informed me that the bartender in the video is Joe Rooney, who is an actor on the sitcom Father Ted and also was the lead singer of the 80s new wave band Guernica, which Streak referenced in his interview with Dusty Organ as one of the inspirations for his straightforward lyricism. Guernica is an intriguing band who I knew nothing about until Meryl Streak introduced them to me. Another human recommendation that holds more weight than a computer-driven one, even if I don't know the human who recommended it to me and it came via computer because I can't find Guernica's music readily available on any computer anywhere. By any computer, I mean my computer. On the computer anywhere. There are a few live performances and one YouTube compilation, 
Here's an example. Okay, we're going to take a bit of music now. This is from a band called Guernica. They recently came in at a live session. Uh, they came in last week into the studio, and this song is called New Boy. See you in the air shortly. There are stories circulating out there in various pockets of the web about how influential Guernica was to a specific Dublin scene of the 80s. How their debut album, Duke Street, was lost for decades after their disbandment and will finally be released with Streak's help in 2023. There is more to the Guernica story that my brother relayed to me, including a direct connection between the band and Meryl Streak but it's not worth putting that puzzle together in this little podcast slash newsletter. Architecturedance.substack.com Say no to Tato and yes to King. Say no to bus drivers who can't pretend they love their job for two minutes. Meryl Streak's debut album will hopefully not be lost for decades, but hopefully will be an undisputed classic to listen to for that long. It comes out on Venn Records, home of Gallows, another semi-relevant comparison to an American ear, on November 4th, 2022. I already pre-ordered the vinyl that's printed in the colors of the Irish flag. This podcast isn't sponsored by Meryl Streak, but I'm happy to shill for a band that I'd never heard of, but now have heard of. To be one more human, writing on a computer, reading off a computer into a microphone that's going into a podcast that's probably not going into any years, but maybe is, in this ongoing chain of humans and computers, 
with the sole aim of spreading good music, plus a wee bit of much needed anger. And I'm gonna be angry if you don't hit that follow button on Architecture Dance as I'm coming to you weekly with articles that I write about music and books and podcasts and random shit and reading it into your ear. Goodbye. Fuck you. I take this song with you. And I've opened enough fortune cookies to know my wish isn't coming true. I hope you're happy with your salaries and your raises and all the big heads in RTE, all the heads in the doll. Every single one of you is looking down on us. I just hope you're happy and I hope you hear this fucking song and realize the next one's gonna name every single one of you. Architecture dance. Architecture dance. Architecture dance. Architecture dance. Architecture dance. Architecture dance.